Uh, but yeah, you know, and I have other stuff to talk about as well. It, it's going to be a robust episode here of uh, Longbox Heroes After Dark. Okay, cool. Episode 184, by the way. Right. Are we in it already? We're in it already. I'm going to keep all Todd's previous racism in the show. <laughs> all right, good. That's what I like to hear. And it wasn't really racism. It was just reiterations of jokes that I told when I was on Between the Sheets this past week. Ah, gotta love that. You were doing podcasts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It'll be nice. It's, 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 uh, it was a busy week last week, and then it's gonna be, like, a busy next several weeks, it looks like. Good for you. I don't even know. Like, I'm looking to this weekend, because this weekend is the big, uh, tournament of survival, the big deathmatch tournament. Right. That was gonna have, like, the ice cream trucks and the pig roast and all that sort of shit. Yeah. It was supposed to be, Martin like, in an open field somewhere in, in, like, Jersey or something, but, um, the authorities were alerted to what could be going on there, so they moved it to the Starland Ballroom in Sayreville, New Jersey. Isn't that where the Blues Brothers played? I, no, wait, that was the Starland, or the Starland Room in Chicago, I think. I think you're thinking of the Starland Vocal Band, but they suck. Yeah, they do. Uh, but I have another trip coming up at the end of the month that I'm not even thinking about, but I should start planning for, but it's about, like, this weekend. I'm going to miss most of the outside shenanigans, like the pig roast and all that sort of jazz, and oh. I'm probably just going to get there right in time for the main show. I hope nobody pushes the pig down the hill and into, a like, a water flume or anything like that. It'll still be good. Yeah. Uh, so the other thing before we get into, I guess, the meat of the show, Todd, I have a, I have, I have a story to tell regarding my tooth. Oh, the ongoing saga of my goddamn tooth. Oof. Okay. So, so uh, remember a couple months ago, I broke my tooth. Mm-hmm. They tried to fix it. Had to go and get a root canal. That sucked. <laughs> After the root canal, they were going to put a crown on, right? Right. So, like, a week ago, two weeks ago, my jaw was hurting, right? It felt like the tooth was, like, loose or something. And April checked it out. She's a professional. <laughs> she said, no, everything looks good, but it just didn't feel right, you know? Um, so that was, like, and it was hurting. I was, you know, I was dealing with it, you know? Mm-hmm. Then this past week, it felt fine. Everything's okay. So, uh, Sunday, we go to Ace's soccer game. And before we go to see Solo, a Star Wars tale, right. we stopped and got breakfast lunch. Not at IHOP. Okay, because I would have went nuts on you. Sadly, no. Uh, we went to a local diner in the area. And <laughs> the, the crown came completely off while I was eating. Oh, did you didn't swallow it, did you? No, oh my goodness. Now, Todd, I would like you to guess. What breakfast item did I break my crown on? Hmm. I'm going to say... Ooh, ooh. Uh, was it an egg? If you said a piece of soggy toast, then you'd be correct. <laughs> oh, so what wiped it out the first time? An Eggo waffle. Oh, my God. Just don't eat breakfast anymore. Well, I think... So, I had been babying that side of my mouth anyway. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, okay, it's been like a week and it's not bothering me. I'm like, I'll take a chomp of this soggy white toast. <laughs> Crumble. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> and I thought I was the broken down old man on this show. Todd, come on now. Oof. I've been broken down since I was 18. It's been a, it's been a slow <laughs> decline ever since. See, mine's been a rapid decline, so that's the difference. Right. It's all come at once over the last, like, what, four, five or six years. That's right. It was like, here, let's heap, heap it all on you. You were treating your body like a temple, and now it's time to, to destroy that temple. Right. So, save the tooth. Um, now, I learned a lot of things. Todd, did you know that you can get temporary denture cement at, like, any regular store that you could use to, like, cement teeth back into your own damn head? Oh, so you're like the, the MacGyver of teeth. Well, I, I will say this. I think I do currently hold the record for the person who has swallowed the most cement in the shortest <laughs> amount of time. Oh, my God. I hope that doesn't lock anything up. Oh, uh, well, it's been rough going some mornings, but uh, everything kind of finally eventually moves out, you know? I always said you were full of shit. <laughs> and not no more, I ain't. So, right. yeah, the never-ending saga of my goddamn tooth. Oh. So now is it is it like a like fixed like professionally or is no. it just like just like slathered with store bought tooth cement? It's slathered with store bought tooth cement, <laughs> right? That was supposed to hold until this upcoming Saturday, but because I have super secret science job and the aforementioned uh, GCW tournament of survival, it probably won't be able to get looked at for quite some time. And I, hopefully it's that, like, you know, that very politically correct doc, uh, dentist that you see. If I have to go and get into the goddamn root canal, I'm going to be pissed. Oh, my goodness. Well, you're probably your roots all gone. They got it out by the roots. Yeah. So you're good. So, Oof. Todd, you went to go see the Jack White this weekend. Yep. Up in uh, Cooperstown, New York, where they have the – where it wasn't at the Baseball Hall of Fame – but it's like near, like near, I guess nearby is Cooperstown. But, uh, so it was me, uh, the, the, the crazy bassist and the other sketch guy, uh, Josh, Josh and Matt. So we go, we're getting ready to go. We got our tickets. Um, now we got to decide who's going to drive, right? So it's like Matt, me or Josh. And I'm like, I'm like, I was going to drive, but, um, I was, I would, I need new tires because I have Lou Gossett Jr. tires right now, Joe. Uh, Iron Eagle? No, they're skinny, black, and bald. Oh my goodness! <laughs> so, so I, I'm, I'm afraid to go because it's gonna rain the whole way. Like, they, they, like the early day, it's supposed to be raining. I'm like, I'm not going on, on, on bald tires. So, uh, Josh decided that he'd drive. So we went up, and now the, the concert's at a brewery up there called like Omegon. I'm not sure how to pronounce it, but uh. So we, we go there and it's a nice little venue. They have, it's like they have the brewery and it's out in a field and they have a stage set up. And then off on the side, you can get camping tickets so you can watch the concert. Like if you want to camp off on the side or you can walk over to it or whatever. And then for like a hundred yards from the stage, you can stand. And then after that, you can put chairs up and they have food trucks. And I'm like, you know, what? I really like this setup. But the problem was it rained earlier that day. So as you were walking in, there were like pa patches of like deep mud. And then as the show went on, you're standing on the grass. By the time it was over, a lot of the grass had been like, you know, pat matted down and there was mud everywhere. And it was raining off and on throughout the, the, the show. It would be like, all right, here you go. It'd be nice, nice, nice. 
five minutes of rain and then it would stop. And then a few minutes, you know, like after like an hour, like 20 minutes, a few minutes of rain. And then just before he did his, he left, you know, he was his last song before the encore. It just poured for like five minutes. And I was like, uh, but I, it was, at least it was warm because it was like a, a 60 degree night with humidity. So it wasn't like it was, you know, like 50 or 60 and, and, and cold. So I, I enjoyed it, but he like, crushed it he was like amazing um even the new album which he has out and i don't remember if we talked about his new album on the show when it came out but i ended up buying it um it was really experimental he was trying new stuff he was like laying four different types of sound down on top and be like all right here's a jazz line uh with a with a with a hip-hop beat throw on top some uh some country and all, like there'd be four different sounds and they all worked but when they were together, they were too busy. But like when he was playing, he had like just he had the only people he had there were him on guitar, uh, a, 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 a woman I don't know her name off the top of my head who was the drummer who was amazing. Then he had two keyboardists. One was like an electric organ, the other one was like a regular kind of piano player. And then he had a guy on bass, and he was singing. So it was like stripped down, so he couldn't do all those sounds. So the new album which I'm not a big fan of, sounded amazing, stripped down. And I'm like, I want a live album of the of the new album. And just like the shit he was doing was like really cool because he's just so energetic. He's, he's mixing in White Stripes, racking to her song, solo stuff. He's got the crowd going. There was only like one song off the new album that just like really sucked. Everybody was like, all right, get past this one. Uh, at one point, he was like playing piano. Like he went from guitar and then he sat at the piano. He told one of the other keyboarders to come over, like, finish my piano song because I'm going to go play. He had a set of drums. I'm going to play the drums for a while. And I'm like, this guy is just so freaking talented. It's amazing. Um, when I was done, I was just like, I was just like high on like adrenaline after watching the show. And then his encore was like eight or nine songs. I don't have the set list in front of me, but I did tweet it out earlier today. Um, like if he had just played that nine song set list, I would have been happy with what I paid for the ticket. Uh, it was, it was just a blast. So it, I don't get to see concerts often. I pick and choose, I pick and choose my shots, but man, did I love, love what I saw. Well, that's good. Ooh. Yep. Um, so the question I have is I know that you had saw, or you sent out the set list, right? Right. Is Jack White one of those types that will... Remember back in the day when like Pearl Jam would be like, hey, we're going on tour, mm-hmm. and we're going to release the CD or the album or the whatever it is of every show that we do? Um, it's going to be no- like a CD in a little flimsy case so that we don't have to worry about people trying to bootleg our stuff or trying to recreate whatever it is. It's going to be recorded right off the soundboard, you know, no frills as cheap as possible sort of thing. Right. And I know at one point, even Alice Cooper did that. He would sell little uh, flash drives of the show afterwards. Okay. So, right. Is that something that... N- not that I know of. He, they didn't have anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the show was on Instagram. I'm not oh, sure. Oh, okay. So, like, I think he, like, live you know, whatever part of it. Cause I know Matt streamed it right. Had some of the show when we got out cause we were trying to figure out certain songs. Cause he did like a cover when he came back from the encore and like, we're like, I don't know what that is. That's not a, 
raconteur is not a dead weather because he's got he has counting himself as a solo act he has four bands and i like i equate him to like dave Grohl. like honestly like he's just always doing something so but like i thought maybe he would he would throw like do something like that but he didn't uh when we looked up the uh the song to see what it was, the cover, and I was like, okay, maybe there's a way to get it from there, but he doesn't sell the the live shows, because I wish he did, because I, I would buy every live show that I could get, or, you know, find a way to get them. But had a good time. And this, no, that's, okay, that's the next tour that he has the thing there. Okay, so the other thing I have to ask is what sort of merchandise did he have? He had a little bit of everything. He had a uh, he had hats. He had he's a bi- he's a big vinyl guy. He like does like literally. The, I I I hate this about him is that he'll be like, all right, I have all these like rare white stripes or singles from my from my uh, uh, solo stuff or raconteurs or whatever I have going on. So I'll give you a a, a hit on a 45 and on the other side, it'll be an unreleased single. So he just loves his vinyl. So he'll have like little 45, like, you know, the adapter. So when you're going to play a 45, you need to, they have the different, uh, middle it's, it's open. So you get the little rings that you put in them. He has like the symbols of stuff from his logo and stuff like that. He has shirts, CDs. He even had some pins, Joe, some pins. I saw you, uh, tweeted that out. I'm sorry. Yeah, I love I love that I got a pin. And the one thing that he does is he has a rolling record store that he brings to each concert. It's called because his record, his own record label is called Third Man Records, mm-hmm. and it's called the Third Man Rolling Record Store. And I'm not a vinyl guy. Um, I joke about a lot of people who like a vinyl's the best in the world. Um, but I think that is kind of cool that he has this store that's like painted like the the building that the the it's yellow and has uh like Third Man Records, where he has, which is down in Nashville. And he just takes it from show to show. And it was at Wilkes-Barre in between shows on Memorial Day. Okay. Like, they went to the Gallery of Sound there, because they're a big record store in the area. Sure. And he had no he had no show that day. So they, they took it there, and I didn't get to, to go down and look what was there, because I was at the show, and I saw it, and I didn't want to see it. Um, and the other thing is he's a huge baseball fan. Right, that was the other thing I was going to ask about. Right, so he played... He went to see the Orioles play on Monday, I guess, and they played Seven Nation Army for like because they play that at con- at, con- at concerts at like uh, sporting events all the time. And he was there, and they played it. And Josh tweeted out, and I thought that was really cool, which I find funny because I made a-, a joke that it's overplayed because Matt didn't want to hear Seven Nation Army because he thinks it's overplayed. <laughs> now it's like that's his big hit. I'm like that's the hit that funds everything <laughs> so i'm like i really right, the wanna... licensing of that song alone probably like he you know he doesn't have to do anything mm-hmm. he just likes to like he gets to do whatever he wants because of the licensing of that song right we got this experimental album that would have never flown unless he had seven nation army in his back pocket you know what i mean exactly but he'll go get these pickup baseball games and he played like the, like a minor league or like a local Cooperstown like baseball. Like before the concert, he was off playing baseball with the, with the like Cooperstown blah, blah, blahs, whatever they were. And when like in the middle of the show, he brought them all out on stage 
and they were like, like you know, in their uniforms, some of them, and I guess there was like girlfriends and boyfriends there too who weren't in the uniforms. He was like, you know, like I just want to say, you know, I played these people and it was, it was, it, it was a good time. I'm not going to say who won, but you can tell by the look on my face, maybe who won. <laughs> He's like, and my motto is, don't just beat them, beat the shit out of them. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> so I'm like. Jack, you're all right in my book. Because if you're going to win, you got to win. You know, you got to just destroy them. So it, it, it was like a, uh, like a really good time. And he played, like I said, a bunch of the songs. Like we went in and I picked a couple of them that I wanted to hear. And we, uh, he picked two of them that I definitely wanted was uh, Catch Hell Blues, which was off of Icky Thump. And he played Carolina Drama. If anybody, it's like a story from the, I think is that the, that what was the Rackin' Tours? And when the music started, I'm like, yes, like that moment when you're, when one of your favorite musicians plays one of your favorite songs, there's nothing better live. You know what I mean? Yes. And one more thing, I like that I've seen him twice and he plays, you know, the song Hotel Yorba? I don't know. Yes. If you know. All right. He, he did the Hotel Yorba. When I saw him at Madison Square Garden, he did Hotel Yorba, but he did it a bluegrass version. And then when I saw him this time, he did like, imagine Jerry Lee Lewis, like doing a rockabilly hotel Yorba. So like when you go, he'll like, he'll give you the songs, but they will be, he won't do everyone different. So you're like, Oh my God, like this doesn't sound like anything on the album. It'll be like, all right, he'll just let, and I guess it might be hotel Yorba. He'll play that. And he'll just like, what kind of like genre am I going to play it in this time? And it's always good. You know what I mean? I'm like, that's the sad part. Like, the two times I heard it, I'm like, this is fantastic. I don't even care that I didn't hear the original version. It's It was just fun. He's a, he's a genius as far as I'm concerned. I give you kudos for being into what is more or less still somewhat popular in new music in 2018. Right. But you got to remember, he's somebody I got into... In what? What year was the first White Stripes album or the second? I think it was the second. 2001? Right. I think the second one is my maybe where I, uh, you know what I mean? Like, because I know it wasn't the, it was whatever, I think everybody noticed them uh, when it was Fell in Love with a Girl. Yeah, that uh, that and they had the the Lego the Lego Lego stop motion video. That's where everybody heard them. So it's not like that. It's just the fact that. It's kind of the way saying, like, would you get a Dave Grohl solo album today if he's put it out tomorrow? That, yes. That would be modern pop music. Would you say you're, you know, a part of the modern pop music scene? You are much more into Jack White and the White Stripes than I am Dave Grohl and the Foo Fighters. But I get where you're coming from. Like, Dave Grohl, Foo Fighters, that's my way to keep in touch with current music. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not, like, going to live shows. I thought you like you didn't you just go to the Foo Fighters like not like not this tour because I know Matt's going. It was probably su- about seven years ago. It was before Asa was born. Okay, I thought there was another one that you were trying to go to and it did. Like granted, it didn't work out. I thought because I remember saying they were coming around and I asked you if you were interested in going and I never forget your answer. Was like, dude, if I'm gonna go see the Foo Fighters, I'm taking my wife. I'm not going with you. I was like, <laughs> which made me laugh. I was right. like, yeah, I. Just, because I, I didn't know if she was a fan or not. You yes. know what I mean? But uh, So I'll always remember that. But I was like, I know you were looking to go see them. So We went to I go see it, Ringo and his all-star band like a year and a half, two years ago. Well, that's modern pop music. I guess. I don't know. The second best uh, Beatle drummer that's still living, Ringo. Wow. Oh, my goodness. 
talking about Pete Best? Is that what you're talking about? Yes, he's the best. So I guess there's nothing else to talk about then. Uh, that's uh, episode uh, 184, Longbox Heroes. We'll catch you all next week. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait. Whoa, whoa, son, whoa, son. <laughs> oh, we did. I, we did a full show. What do you? What's, what's going on? Uh, do you? Uh, do you want to talk about your triumphant return? <laughs> My triumphant return. Yes. What to bed? Yes. Uh, to a little thing uh, called uh, Chikara. Oh yeah, that happened this past week. That's right. Right. So now I have a question for you before we get into all that. I just want to know what I have to call you from here on out. Uh, it's still Joe. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right, because if I have to change it, I want you to start calling me, uh, Rodney Rupier Wrestlingson. <laughs> Rodney. <laughs> yeah, Rupier Wrestlingson. All right. <sighs> I would, I would do it too. Somebody was actually asking me. Several people were actually asking me, of course. Um, but, uh, I said, no, I might just make Todd. Uh, be the only one to still call me. Uh, it would make me ha- call me Leonard F. Chikarsen on the show. No, you know, um, it's been almost two years. It's kind of, you know, to go back and flip flop. I know that's something that folks will do, say, when they go to and from the world wrestling entertainments. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but I won't be doing that. Right. So, how did you, did you, was it, was it everything you thought it would be, going home? Well, I, okay, so, um, let's do this. Let's put it this way. So, this is actually something that's been in the works for the better part of the last, like, two months. Really? I didn't know. Right. Now, the other thing is, prior to this past week, the only people that knew were Todd and April. (laughs) Right. Um, because I had to tell someone, and if I told the two people who either didn't care, (laughs) wouldn't tell anyone, or both, right? I knew you two would be the best to tell. Right. Now, when everything kind of came to, came to pass, um, this past week, and I recorded Between the Sheets, because Between the Sheets, it's a, it's a, it's a four to six hour podcast, Todd, that records over the course of three to four days. Oh my god! I was only on two of the four days. <laughs> not to ruin the, not to ruin the illusion of them recording it six hours through straight, and it's not even right. recorded in the order in which it's published. I guess you could say it's recorded all over the place. But anyway, when I recorded with uh, Chris and Bix on Wednesday. Because I knew the show would be coming out Sunday night into Monday morning. And, oh, and this will this will be for you, Todd. Right. So they're like, oh, they do their little talk up. And they're like, oh, we have a guest on, so on and so forth, blah, blah. And then someone who's been on under two different names and this, that, the other thing. And they're like, welcoming Joe Sposto back to the show. And, again, it's being recorded on Wednesday. And I said, well, you know, I could be on his both names because I just made my, record- my, my return to Chikara this past weekend. And they're like, you did? I go, well, I will. See, uh, you know, because obviously this is recorded early, but this is going to come out after I will have already been on the show. Mm-hmm. And I say, in public, into a microphone, it's kind of like a wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey sort of thing. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I have you trained so well now. Oh, my goodness. Did it burn when you said Oh, yes. <laughs> and I, I, immediately afterwards, and I said, I'm disgusted by saying that, but it is what it is. 
<laughs> right. Um, so this was, this has been in the works for like the last two months. Um, just because a lot of the dates that Chikara had weren't coinciding with, um, like other bookings that I had or super secret science job or whatever it is. Right. Mm-hmm. So two months ago, I get contacted, and I said, oh, I can't because, you know, I have work until one, and then by the time I get to the show, I'll already have been starting, and I know how things kind of go, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, they, and again, Mike, uh, Quackenbush responded, essentially just saying, um, no problem, check in in the future if your schedule works out. Okay. And I'm just going to say this, and take this... Todd and the rest of anyone listening to this in the spirit in which it's intended. I don't look for work to do wrestling. If I did, if I actively looked for work for wrestling, I would probably have a lot more work and I would be a lot more busy, but I don't. Mm -hmm. Any wrestling booking that I've gotten in the 13 plus years that I've been doing wrestling is all stuff that was brought to me. Not that I actively sought out, right? That's actually interesting to me, Joe. Okay. Because usually you are a go-getter when mm-hmm. it comes to stuff. Right. So, and I honestly, this is this actually blows my mind. The fact that, like, all the other stuff that you've done, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like, when it comes to this show and anything, it's like, you're go, go, go. I, I just throw, I just lean back, put my feet up. But with the thing you love, like wrestling, you love wrestling. Yes. You're, you you're not as ferocious about it. Do you know what I'm trying to say? So I, I think it's just because I've always been a fan first. Okay. And I may have discussed this on the show before, but I don't, you know, we're talking about it, so I don't care. If I knew then, when I say then, I mean when I was 17, 18, 19, going to ECW shows, mm-hmm. what I know now, which is how willing independent promotions are to accepting people into the inner circle if you're willing to do anything for little to no money. And that works with a lot of stuff. Okay, but again, the the thing that I'm into, independent wrestling, wrestling specifically, I could have been more involved with ECW if I knew then what I knew now. Gotcha. If I just decided, like, I'm going to show up early, I'm going to hang out and say, let me help with something. I will do whatever for free, just as a foot in the door, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and just real quick, through my entire history of all the wrestling stuff that I've ever done, the Chikara stuff was brought to me because uh, Jerry and a couple of the people that were training in Chikara were looking for another building for Chikara to run. At the time, they were running Redding, Allentown, and they were looking for a third building. Jerry says to me, if we run shows up in our area, would you be willing to help out? Yes, I will. I didn't find out they were doing things and ask to help. Or, you know, hey, how could I be involved? It was brought to me. Mm-hmm. So, weeks before the show, the first show was going to happen, Mike contacts me and says, hey, those things that we send out that say from the desk of Leonard F. Chikarison, how would you like to be Leonard F. Chikarison? I say, what does it entail? Tells me what it entails. No problem. I'll do it. I didn't say, hey, I want to be Leonard F. Chikarson. Okay. So I'm doing whatever that entails. And then as the year goes on, 
it's brought to me, it's like, hey, do you, I wanted to do commentary, but I would never go, I want to do commentary, you know? Mm-hmm. It was brought to me, do you want to do commentary? And eventually I said yes, because the first time I froze. Next time I end up doing commentary, then I start doing commentary for a very long time there. Around 2009, a new promotion starts up in the United States called Dragon Gate USA. A bunch of, it's a, Jap- a Japanese promotion was doing a, an American branch. A bunch of the Japanese wrestlers from Dragon Gate had wrestled the, that year in Chikara. The people from Dragon Gate USA, or Japan, starting Dragon Gate USA, said, we want those voices that called our guys match on the Chikara show to call our show. Dragon Gate USA comes to me and says, this is what they said, they want you to work for us. Okay, and that led into their sister promotion Evolve, and then I left them because April was pregnant, I was trying to pare back my schedule. They were doing shows all over the United States, ended up doing shows in Japan and China and everything else like that. Okay, so then 2000, whatever year it was, 13, 14, when Chikara does the whole shutdown storyline. Right. Again, I, as part of... The storyline, just send out a tweet that says, hey, I'm looking for work. I wasn't looking for work because I had work because I knew that everything eventually was going to come around in the end. And I was contacted by AIW and I start doing commentary for AIW. Um, last October, you know, a year this past October when I stopped doing Shakar, it was because I was... There, you know, in my mind, I was there to do commentary, and I wasn't being booked to do commentary. I was still being paid, but I was being paid to sit there, which is Mm -hmm. fine, but I felt as though my talents could have been used better, and I said something to Mike, and he said, no, 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 and obviously that wasn't the case, you know, that wasn't the case, and I made the decision to remove myself from that, and it opened up a giant hole in my schedule, and I didn't look anywhere else to fill that. When I got... The GCW gig, again, I didn't go actively seeking it out. Someone else came to me and said, our current commentary team is terrible. I want you to do commentary for our (laughs) shows. No problem. Here we are. So Chikara, again, they they came to me two months ago. Schedule didn't work out. Came to me a month ago. Schedule didn't work out. I was actually originally supposed to go out to AIW, Ohio, this past weekend. But I couldn't get the Friday off of work. It was just too busy. They weren't approving days off. I couldn't go. Um, So I was actually going to pick up uh, Saturday to work. Um, You know, time and a half, sitting on my ass, listening to podcasts, reading comic books, you know. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, no, it's busy. I'll wait and I'll send out the request to see if anyone wants to get rid of their Saturday in a little bit. Mike contacts me. What are you doing this weekend? You want to come down and do commentary? Yes, I do. And here we are. Um, and that was really it. That was all that was spoken. He contacted me, said, do you want to come down and do commentary? I said, yes, I do. He said, well, okay. He said, how much would that be? I told him my price. No problem. Oh. And nothing else was discussed after that. Mm, all the money, yes. Right, all the money. Um, I then went... Down there, and when I went down there, I assumed that it was going to be, um, 
uh, Leonard F. Chikarison, but I didn't know for sure. Like, it was never discussed beforehand. Mm-hmm. And I went down there, and I was actually supposed to call it with the guy who is their resident heel commentator type person. And he ended up not being there. So I ended up calling way more of the show than I had originally intended to, but it all ended up being, you know, very well done and very good. I think Mike didn't tell anyone else that I was going to be there. So it was a very big surprise for many folks that I was there, which was a night, mm-hmm. you know, which was kind of neat. And, uh, yeah, everything worked out very well. I had a good time. Um, I was home in bed by nine o'clock on a, on a weekend. And the only thing is I did miss out going to see Raven's one man show. And, um, <laughs> I don't know where the hell it was somewhere Who's... like 40 minutes from here. But driving back from Philly, it just didn't work out, you know? Who's one man show? Uh, Sad Scotty Flamingo. Ah, I would have went to see Sadie Scotty the Flamingo. Again. I know you would have. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, who the, who the hell is this guy? I would mm-hmm. like. Uh, but again, you know, um, I don't know if I'm going to be back. Um, you know, nothing was discussed beforehand. Nothing was discussed of the such when I was at the event. And nothing was discussed afterwards. Right. So, did, were you welcomed with open arms by the fans? Um, I don't know. I don't know, even know the if they online know you... feelings about it seem to be uh, well, what positive. I, well, what I don't I mean know. Is I... Um, I didn't, like, search anything. Like, I don't search no, that sort that's... of stuff out. Like, if people... Under normal circumstances, if people tag you in stuff, they're not going mm. to tag you in negative stuff. Right. Like, oh, this Here, fucking sucks. Carson's back. What a piece of garbage. Right. No, I meant more, like, I don't know what, like, because I only saw you do one Chikarson show. Yeah. Or Chikara show, so I don't know how it is. Like, uh, when I saw you, you were you were there, and I thought you announced, and it went over the loudspeakers and stuff. Right. But you just do, like, the streaming or what if it's recorded, I guess. I don't know how that all that works. But did people know there that you were there? Do you know what I'm trying to ask? No. Like, at the show, like, were you out sitting where everybody could see you? Or was it just, did people online knew you were there? Oh, oh, like, okay, okay. Tw- um, tw- do, you, do you see what I'm trying? The people there, did you get a, did you get a, did you get notice that you were there by people? Or the way it works, were you just, like, would only the people who were streaming the show know you were there? Uh, only the people streaming the show knew. Um, okay. I, cause Sorry. Like, it's like in a little different separate booth area where you really can't see right. the people in there calling the show. That's what I'm trying to ask. Like, I know I asked it like horribly, but yes. now that's because I because I know like all joking aside, I would never put you in that corner to say, did you did you vanity search yourself? You know, what I mean, I know like, first of all, I would never ask you that question. Second of all, I know you don't. So, you know what I mean? So but I just meant like it was like, oh, like I, I didn't know if they announced that you were back or like whatever. That's kind of what I meant. Like not that's to the, the live crowd. They didn't. Got gotcha that's what that's more what i meant like they were like oh like oh hey hey he's back that guy you know (laughs) (laughs) that guy over there yes oh but no like i did a thing where um you know i tweeted a thing out like right before the show started Mm -hmm. 
um, to kind of, like, build a little hype for people who, um, you know, might have cared. And, you know, uh, I was surprised that people did. That's all. Um, you know, like I said, I don't know if I'll be back. Um, if I'm asked, I will go, scheduling permitting, you know. But uh, I haven't been asked, so that's where we are. So if you are asked back and it's close by, maybe I will go to one of these shows again. Not all the shows are in Philly anymore. They had one. There are no more writings? No. They had one a couple weeks ago that was in the pokey nose. Mm-hmm. But that one, um, uh, I don't know. I don't think I was asked about that one. Maybe they'll schedule one around the time the Read Pop show is. Mm-hmm. And I'll go to that one. If not, I'll just have to go to the great uh, wrestling shows at our Powerbomb TV. Yes. Uh, they're doing world. Easton again, but again, I don't know. Oh, what... that was it. Yes, it wasn't Reading. It was Easton. Yeah. That's where I saw them. That's where you I saw, saw the I... Bullet Boys and uh, Blue Mittens. Yes, I did see uh, Blue Mittens and the, the Bullet Boys, yes. Um, and that was, what was it, uh, King of C-3PO's. That's correct. Right. Nailed it. Yes. <laughs> Nailed the landing. Yes. Uh, but that's it. That was uh, my big excursion back to Chikar this past weekend. Good for you. Good for me indeed. So we both had a great weekend, a Memorial I, Day weekend. Perhaps. I would say so, yeah. It was good. It was very good. Mm-hmm. We'll have to do it again sometime. Right, next Memorial Day. Yes. All right, I think that's the end of Longbox Heroes After Dark, episode 184. Yep, I think so. I'll remind you as part of this episode to remember the fourth envelope. I actually wrote it down and put it with my work stuff that I that I always have in my truck. Work stuff? Yes, I have a basket of paperwork and, like bills and stuff so i'll put it in there and that'll be in my truck and when i see you bam there you go right because you wouldn't need it for like another like two or three weeks but still right but i did it before the show because i'm that awesome joe right i don't know about that Mm. all right everyone thanks for listening uh we'll catch you all here next week bye